Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that of the Texans' free agents... They're free agents that are about to hit the market in the next couple weeks, barring an extension from the team. The one that's going to probably command the most money, the one that's going to be the most marquee, may have the most suitors too, is Jonathan Grenard. Jonathan Grenard, defensive end, had his best season by far, 12 and a half sacks. When he was healthy, he looked like a Pro Bowl defensive end this year. Played the pass, played the run, really good locker room guy. I think in a, you know, in a perfect world the Texans would probably like to keep Jonathan Grenard. Unfortunately, yeah. Seth, yeah. if we are to believe these free agency rankings, like I looked, the ESPN ones that I cited earlier in the show have him as the 21st best free agent. Randy Mueller of The Athletic, former GM for the Dolphins and the Saints, has his list of his top 150 free agents. He's got Grenard 11th. On oh, his yeah, list. yeah. Not, yeah, like not the 11th best defensive end, like the 11th best free agent, and that includes all the guys who are probably going to get franchise tagged. You know, like Chris Jones is up near the top. Ryan Burns, I think, is at the very top of the list. I'm opening it up right now. Um, I mean, you you get through 10 names, and then there's Jonathan Grenard across the entire NFL. So for Texan fans who were hoping for, hey, man, I think we can probably keep him for three years, 45, 50 million, you know, 15 to 17 million a year. I don't know, man. If the rankings I'm looking at are accurate, Jonathan Grenard is going to be a whole lot pricier than $15, $16 million a year. Yeah, the, the thing about Grenard that when people break him down on film, they're going to see is, okay, this guy's kind of been maybe hidden in Houston on, a, on, a, on an impertinent defense for a few years. But, wow, when he got in a situation where they were actually competing – and like this guy was a rushing the passer really well. It's not just, it's not like this is the difference. Sometimes a guy will burst out and get like 12 or 13 sacks. And then you look at it and you realize like, okay, wow, this is just one of those years where he stumbled into some sacks. And it, like, it's a classic example of why people will say that sacks are overrated or what have you, because sometimes that does happen. It, that wasn't the case with John Grenard this year. His, his pass rush win rate, on ESPN was sixth best in the league amongst edge players. Mm. So Will Anderson was third. I was going to say. Uh, John Grenard was sixth, just behind Jadevian Clowney, just ahead of Hassan Reddick. Um, and, he was, uh, and, and he was double-teamed a, a fair amount, you know, like uh, you know, almost 20%. Like he was amongst the most double-teamed edge players in the league. So I think a lot of people are going to look at that and realize, like, all right, well, these sacks were not a fluke. He was rushing the passer really well. And you yeah. watch it. I mean, you watch film and you see, yeah, he was rushing the passer really well. But that he also gives a damn about stopping the run. He's not, he's not a big dude. He's not a run-stopping, like, classic hybrid defensive end type of dude. 
but he's very willing to do it and he cares about it. Like he's composed of the right kind of stuff. So I think a lot of teams will look at Jonathan Grenard and say, all right, I'm concerned about the injuries, but you know what I'm not concerned about? Like whether he's going to keep playing hard after he gets paid. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, he very much is that kind of guy that is going to play hard, whether he's making $20,000 a year or $20 million a year. Yes. And that's big. That's when you're, when you're talking about dishing out tens of millions of dollars to somebody, it's sometimes a lot more comforting to think about a Jonathan Grenard than it is maybe even like a Josh Allen from the, the Jaguars. Yep. Um, so that's, that's, it's going to be tough to get him into discount. Yeah. I think there's going to be somebody out there that's willing to take a, a flyer on John Grenard. I do too. It's a really it's a, it's a complicated situation with Grenard. Okay, because the the franchise tag at that position is is like I want to say 22, 23 million a year at defensive end. And I feel like I don't know, like if I if the Texans franchise tag Jonathan Grenard, I think Grenard would probably be cool with that. Like I think he he's a former third round pick. You know who made you know probably a million and change last year, and now all of a sudden he's getting twenty three million dropped in his lap. To, I get it, have another prove it year, but it's fully guaranteed, and he's doing it with the team in a defense that he knows he thrives in. There's no changes. Yeah. That's the thing about a lot of these guys, man. And I'm watching, I'm seeing some of these guys like Brevin Jordan tweeting about it this week, and you've heard Nico Collins talk about it. But you got to realize, man, like some of these guys. And I, and I know Brevin and Nico are still with the team for at least another year, but if Grenard were to come back, like these are guys who their only experience in the NFL is change. It's change at head coach. It's change at coordinator. It's change yeah. at position coach. It's sometimes change at GM. You know, if they were here back in 2020 when O'Brien was here, um, there's guys on this team now that are experiencing for the first time in their professional football lives, the first time in three or four years, what it's like to have the same group of guys in the locker room, in the yeah. coach's room, in the front office. And and there may be value in Grenard. Like, if Grenard got franchise tagged, I don't think the Texans are going to do it because that's a big chunk of money to eat up. Mm-hmm. But I think it's on the table. I think the the contract that Texans fans have to get ready for that might seem crazy because uh, Hendricks uh, – uh, Grenard's a classic kind of guy where it's called like the girl-next-door phenomenon almost where, like, oh, all of a sudden, you know – we took we took his glasses off and uh, took the ponytail out of his hair and uh, oh gosh he's beautiful. That's exactly what you're getting with John Grenard. You don't quite want to believe that he he's as good as he is. Trey Hendrickson, I think, was a guy who similarly had spent his first few years like nondescript, then had a big year right before free agency. His deal was four years, eighty four million dollars. He averaged uh, no, that can't be with right. the ba- with the Bengals. You're talking about that's not right at all. Yeah, sorry, I have the wrong contract in front of me. Four years, sixty million dollars okay. with the Bengals. Um, so we got about fifteen. Now that was a few. That was a couple years ago. That was 2021. Yeah, but I think like that's very possible that Grenard's going to get fifteen plus million per year. I think he will. I I, yeah. I I think I think he will, and I think it's the fact that it's not just that the twelve and a half sacks were not fluky twelve and a half sacks, but he. Yeah. He's a three-down guy. Like he's, you know, you can plunk him out there and, and yeah. feel good that regardless of what the opposing team is doing. I mean, so that's where, like, when we start to get excited about some of the potential free agency pickups and what have you, like, if if Grenard leaves, you got to replace him somehow. You do, and so that's when if they let Grenard walk, then I would start to anticipate perhaps one of these edge rushers that's a free agent. And there's some good guys out there. Um, 
that one of these guys who's a potential free agent, uh, the Texans might have their sights on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then if they don't do that, I would feel like it was a slam dunk guarantee that they're going for a defensive lineman in the first round. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the big names, I just sorted on edge. Brian Burns, Daniel Hunter, Josh Allen, Zadarius Smith, then Grenard, Bryce Huff, more of a pass rush specialist, Leonard Floyd, a little older, Chase Young, uh-uh. What about Jadeveon Clowney, Seth? Would you bring Clowney? Ah, <laughs> the only problem with Clowney is like, I, I think he was a perfect player for Baltimore where they've got a very defined culture yeah. and it has been that way for decades. And Clowney could kind of come in and be his Clowney self and didn't, uh, I don't, did he even participate in training camp? I can't remember when I, the actual I signing was. I don't know was. if he did or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was the perfect signing for Baltimore. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Baltimore's got salary cap difficulties i'll say constraints but i wouldn't be surprised if he maybe signs back with baltimore towards training camp at yeah. some point yeah he he's a he's a one-year mercenary now he's made a good living of doing it i um, yeah i think that's perfect for him i do too i, I like like I, I was getting a little annoyed at people outside of houston who were saying Clowney's never played like this in his career before like no he had like a three-year stretch of playing like that it's just that at that point he was Still a bust in many people's eyes as a number one overall pick. Yeah. So you didn't want to recognize it. Now as a journeyman, it's incredible what he's doing. He's never been like this before. Like, no, he was like that with the Texans. It just, uh, it just, it was in a different context. Yeah, he was still trying to live up to the hype of being the number one overall pick. He is what he is now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a big drop-off on this Randy Mueller list from Grenard to the next Houston Texan. Grenard 11th on the lot on the top 150. And then you get three Texans within five of each other in the late 60s here. Dalton Schultz, 64. Blake Cashman, 68. Steven Nelson, 69. Would you do a franchise tag for Dalton Schultz, Seth? It's $12 bucks. No. Because I think, I mean... <laughs> That's two years of his current salary. So, no, I wouldn't give him a I – would, I would say yeah, he played for $6 million this year. I mean, if you uh, – I felt he overachieved his contract this year. Do you think he was, yeah. do you think he was worth less than six – do you think he was right in line with $6 bucks this year? I mean, 60 catches? Um, yeah, no, yeah, I guess it was a very good deal for the Texans. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he overperformed that. Um, he's just in that tricky scenario where I feel like teams aren't going to game plan for him and he takes advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's never going to be a guy that like needs to be accounted for, but he's also then very adept at taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that is. That's a, like, it's a, it's a, it, maybe it's a sneaky sly strength that 
but I just can't see franchise tagging him. I know it's only $12 million. If you franchise tag him and then you turn around and he signs a three-year deal, then I'm all for it. Um, but if you pay for $12 million of one year of Dalton Schultz, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not willing to pay. I'd much rather have um, – I'd just go ahead and draft somebody. Yeah. I, I, like everything that's awesome about Schultz and the connection he has with, yeah. with C.J. Stroud and everything, yes, that's cool, and it's great to see. But let's remember that C.J. was able to form that – that connection with several guys sure. in less than a year when he was just a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I trust that he's going to be able to form connections with other people. He had too. Noah Brown looking like uh, Jerry Rice for a couple of weeks in a row there. Yeah, a buck yeah. fifty and a buck seventy-five with Noah Brown in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. So, and and you know, as one of our listeners got really upset when we talked about Dalton Schultz the other day and didn't mention his drops in the playoffs. Yeah, all right, we we can talk about the drops in the playoffs. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, I don't need to be spending. He's like the, the old story of Edison and the assistant dropping the light bulb there in that first game. Yeah, throw it to him again. We'll just keep throwing <laughs> to him until he stops dropping. There you go. He stopped Hang eventually. Your tungsten. He stopped eventually. Uh, yeah. Blake Cashman, 68th. Steven Nelson, 69th. Then Texas. Okay. I was surprised Sheldon Rankins was as low on this list as he was. 139th on the f- top 150 free agency list. Is there even a blurb about him? Sheldon Rankins. Uh, just in the list I, section I, I, where it just there's blurbs on everybody. I'll find it if there okay. is. But are you like 139? So I don't know. I mean, like without. I feel like George Fant. I think George Fant outperformed uh, what people are willing to see in him. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the maybe the early season where it was he was mostly more the preseason than anything where he was struggling to adapt. Yeah. Um. I I would love to be able to keep him around as a swing tackle. I wish that they wouldn't have given Titus Howard eighteen million a year, and I would have just kept George Fant on a you know kind of a cheapo veteran deal to be the right tackle. Go spend that eighteen million somewhere else. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Steven Nelson's the one that I think we just, I, I don't know. I feel like we're all in denial about the fact that he played well this year and that he is a free agent because we're still, I, I think we're still all wondering about exactly what happened this summer where I, I know he explained it on his podcast. We played the audio. It still doesn't make any sense that he thought he was worth so much more than he was getting. And so now he's a free agent. I don't think that the Texans are going to blow him away with whatever he thinks he's worth re- immediately right out of the gate. So at some point, they're going to have to try to, again, though, like they found a Steven Nelson when he was out there and didn't have to pay him a whole bunch of money. I think you can find another Steven Nelson. Here's what he says about Sheldon Rankin, Seth. Randy Mueller is he, uh, former GM, top 150 free agents. Rankins has a strong all-around skill set, providing versatility in where he can align in his style of play. Horrible sentence structure. He's agile and can get an edge as an inside rusher. He also plays well with his hands and shows good range, even outside the tackle box. His effort and anticipation remain strengths as he enters his ninth season. All right, nothing but nice things to say about Sheldon Rankins there. You know who he's got ranked uh, at 124, so not high at all, except it's a name that you see and notice a lot is Drew Tranquil, the linebacker out of Kansas City. Notre Dame guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he flashes a lot in big moments and in like I, I wonder how much of you know playing in a different style of defense. They blitz a ton, but he spends a lot of time behind the line of scrimmage. He was a safety in college. Yeah. So he's yeah. and and I think he was a safety for the Chargers too. I mean, I think I think Steve Spagnolo found kind of the the perfect type of role for him in that defense. And you're right, he's nine and a half sacks. He's way down that QB list. QB hits. Yeah. Seventeen tackles for a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. ESPN's free agency rankings, well, they were they were rankings plus destinations for these guys. And Mike Evans has been a huge topic on this and other shows over the last 
several weeks, really, but the last couple days, big time. Um, they had Evans as the 12th-rated free agent, Seth, and his destination, Carolina. If Mike Evans wound up in if there if there was a Schefter tweet at the beginning of free agency with as many Texan fans as are fixated on Mike Evans coming here to Houston, and he were to wind up in Carolina with Bryce Young, I think there I, I think there would be like a little bit of backlash on the Texans if he were to wind up playing with Bryce Young in Carolina. That somehow Mike Evans would, even though the Texans may have just not wanted Mike Evans, you know, yeah. like. A, that somehow the narrative would be that how did Carolina sell Mike Evans on coming here to play with Bryce Young when he could have come here to play with CJ Stroud? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't. Do you feel like people are? I feel like people are excited about Mike Evans until you start to actually look at the roster and realize, okay, there's areas where we need to improve and strengthen. Like, I don't think the Texans are at a point right now where you say, hey. Forget about all the other holes on the roster. Let's have a super strength in one part of the roster the, the, and, and forego all those other parts that will just negate this super strength. I agree with you on this. There yeah. are many people who agree with or disagree with both of us on this that think that Mike yeah. Evans is a no-brainer. And I'm saying solely if he wound up in Carolina. Like, if he winds up back with Tampa, then you shrug your shoulders. Like, all right, we just want to stay in Tampa. If he winds up playing with the worst team in football with Bryce Young, I think there's going to be Texan fans like, what the hell? He's playing in Carolina. Come on now, Texans. Um, now maybe the Carolina will have money whipped him. I just thought the visual of that, of seeing Mike Evans' destination as the Carolina Panthers was, Look, was something. Mike Evans has done a really good job of, like, um, I think, A, he does. I think he would love to come back and play at home. He showed up at the Texans game wearing an Astros jersey. You know, I'm, I'm guessing that wasn't well received back in Tampa. Yeah. Or it's one of those things where they try not to think about it, you know. Like, hey, we love Mike Evans, yeah. and we're just not going to think about the fact that they're uh, that they've got an as- that he's wearing an Astros jersey um, in NRG Stadium. But I do also think that he's probably pretty smart about playing the game and uh, <laughs> you know creating that, putting that, planting that seed in the Texans' mind. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, hometown kid. All um, right. the, boy, that maybe didn't get enough run. Like if, like if Andre Johnson went to a Miami Heat game. Or if, my, no, if, Andre, if Andre Johnson back in the day when he was approaching free agency, let's say, what would the equivalent have been? Andre Johnson showing up with a Miami Marlins jersey on or something like that? Like, uh, you know, just repping Miami, you know, like back in the day, would we have said anything about that? Or we would just if he let had that showed go? up like as a rookie? No, no, no. And it, like, in, like at the same stage of his career where Evans is now. You know, yeah. like, because Evans is heading into free agency. I think there's a lot of Tampa Bay fans like, oh, crap, he's going to Houston. Look, he's yeah. wearing this Astros jersey. Yeah. I wonder how we would have reacted back in the day if, if like, was wearing a, a, Andre's yeah. wearing a Marlins jersey or a Miami Heat jersey or something like that. In Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going, going, you know, walking into Dolphin Stadium there in a Miami Heat jersey or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a kind of a weird nod to the, the opposing team city that doesn't need to be done. Yeah. And yet I feel like both those guys were kind of like Andre would have been and Mike Evans is at a stage where it's like, all right, well, he, I mean, they're legends. Like, I'm not, we're not going to call him out on the radio over it or anything. Right, like right. Yeah. Like they've yeah. got immunity for that sort of thing. Yeah. You just kind of, but why um, the hell are you yeah, doing it, man? It's the same way. It's the same way when your athletes might not be the same, uh, like political persuasion or whatever, even yeah. if they're vocal about it, you're like, oh, all right, whatever. I can separate it. Damn it. I'm a true American. Yep. I can separate, I can separate the voting booth from how I feel about the person personally. Right, America? Right. Right? Can we get a little bit of that? My God. <laughs> All right. Is, exactly. Um, is this particular NFL – could this NFL head coach take a lesson 
from D'Amico Ryans in phraseology. We will have that for you coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.